Welcome to Tarot for the Wild Soul, Deep Conversations in Tarot Medicine for Your Highest Evolution. I am your host, Lindsay Mack. Thank you so much for being with me for another week of this podcast. Um, I hope everybody receiving this is well. Happy New Moon in Capricorn, where it's today. We're just about there. So before I get into our lesson for today... This is a really big deal, the new moon in Capricorn, and um, it's really, I talked about this on the sacred wheel, really a uh, the time when we've gotten kind of enough space from both the lessons we were learning in 2017 and what we've wanted to cultivate in 2018 for us to make really a grounded, rooted uh, intention for the year. It's kind of beautiful. Like we get, um, if anyone ever watches The Office, there's an episode where um, Pam basically lets Michael, when she transfers him over to talk to a client, she holds because he inevitably says something really stupid. Um, So she'll be like, you know, so she'll pick up the phone and he'll be like, what's up, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, still me. And then by the time she transfers him, he's like, oh, hey, how you doing? So it helps him get it out of his system. That was a terrible retelling. But for those of you who remember, that's kind of the metaphor that came to mind. For those of you who don't, just another, just another one for the books and Lindsay being a goofball. But which isn't to say, by the way, I want to be very clear that we've said anything or intended to do anything silly or, or, or anything like that with our new year's intentions. It's just a really powerful, I think, energetic opportunity to get two weeks basically to feel into what we want, what we thought we wanted, what we, how this year has unfolded for us in a way that maybe we didn't expect. Um, hopefully all good. I feel like, um, this whole year, uh, the whole two weeks of it has really been um, ha- has been very nourishing and very medicinal for me, but also very powerful, very clear about um, me surrendering and letting be what wants to be, which feels cool, but different than I thought it would be. So having said that, the Newman and Capricorn is really important because Capricorns work so, so, so hard and discernment, getting clear on what they're working on, what they're choosing to invest their time and energy into is part of the deal with them. It's part of the medicine. It's part of the, uh, one of the greatest soul lessons that really Capricorn learns in this lifetime. So we got this really beautiful chance to take two weeks to get really clear on, Hmm, I thought I wanted that, but now I'm not so sure. So now we get to sink into this new moon beginning of a cycle sacred mystery, planting seeds for what we would like to grow and bring in later with regard to our hard work, our discipline, and the seat of our stamina. Like where do we want to put our energy? Um, You want to think of this new moon kind of really as another New Year's energetic portal, which I think is really exciting. So there's that. I'm not sure if I have anything else to say. Um... I always do that and then I remember and I'm like, fuck, I wanted to talk about that. If I remember, I'll say it at the end. Um, Just happy to be here with y'all. 
uh, yeah, I'm just going to kind of jump into the lesson. So this is going to be a four-parter because it's a court card lesson. So we're going to start with the pages today, go to the Knights next week, or I'm sorry, next month, um, Queens the month after that, and Kings the month after that. So we'll be doing this from um, January to April, which is really cool on the lesson episodes. Um, this is by extremely popular demand. I've had more requests to do a court card episode or episodes than anything else. Um, I'm excited to begin to talk to you about it today. So I want to start out with a little uh, disclaimer, I, I think, which I think is important. Court cards, everyone listening to this knows that I'm a, I'm a tarot teacher, I'm a tarot reader, but I'm also a channeler, and sometimes what I get and what I receive around a card or around a court card, uh, it seems to resonate with folks. But I just want to remind everybody that if it doesn't resonate with you, anything I say about a card, I, of course, empower you to continue to explore and develop your own meaning or to absorb and begin to utilize a meaning that does make sense to you. So why that's important with the core cards is because the court cards are one of the most highly subjective cards in the tarot for good reason, because they look different in every deck. There's not one way to interpret them, period. There also is not uh, one we're going to talk about how the court cards are double elemented today. Um, so pages are often attributed to an element. We'll talk about that. Please don't get hung up on that. We will talk about it. But the attributions for page, knight, queen, and king often change. Sometimes kings are earth. Sometimes they're fire. I think they're fire. Sometimes people think they're air. The only um, mode, the only um branch of the court cards that doesn't really change is that the queens are always kind of water but the pages knights and kings all change uh it really depends on your school of education it depends on meaning tarot education it depends on what makes sense to you um i have a theory about what they really make sense to me as but like fuck me you know so whatever you want my my opinion's pretty informed but i always like to say be Anytime I talk about core cards, there will be people who are purists or who are um, really have a very traditional sense of what the core cards are. You may not jive with this lesson, but I encourage you to keep an open mind because um, it's a nice way to begin to look at them that can help us to absorb the knowledge that's coming through from our decks so that we can be of service from our own channels. <laughs> So hopefully that makes sense. But yes, it is a disclaimer because um, it's sort of not like, ooh, you may not agree, you may agree. But it's more of a, I invite everyone to be willing to consider the court cards from a different lens because I do teach them from a different lens than most. So having said that, we're starting with our pages today. So let's talk about the core cards. For anyone who doesn't know what they are, uh, they are the pages, the knights, the queens, and the kings of the tarot in your deck. They might be the daughters, the sons, the mothers, and the fathers. They might be the priestesses and the shamans. They might be, um, there, there are many different brothers and sisters. They might, there are very many different variations, but they are, um, they are the, 
you know, no other way to say it other than that. So they are the part of the deck that as a teacher, I get the most questions on. Um, people, they can be very mystifying. They can be very baffling. Um, people can tend to be really confused by them. They can tend to say like, are they other people in the querent's life? Are they other people in my life? Are they me? Are they someone else? How do I know if they are someone else? Like, what do I do about that? And how do I learn? And intuitively, um, I've had many, many experiences of feedback with people where they will say to me, um, Basically, I gave a reading and a court could came up and I either froze or I didn't know what to say or I wasn't sure how to handle it or I didn't know who this person was. I was blank. I was lost. And then the opposite will happen where someone will say like, hey, I saw this court card and I know that it's this person or I know that it's that person. Um, so whatever you've got, maybe you're new to your tarot and you can't even touch them. You don't even know what the fuck they are. Hopefully this little four part mini series will help you. So this is, it has less to do this kind of lesson with, um, the theory of the core cards. It has a little bit to do with that, but it has more to do with how you can begin to understand them. And how I like to teach that is embodiment. So we're going to be talking about that obviously as the episode suggests. So embodiment, Embodiment is when we live something versus trying to intellectually understand. And with the court cards, that's really part of what you want to do. So before I go into the embodiment piece, I'll share with you from an informed, educated, but also very tapped in perspective to my own channel and my own truth. Um, I feel that the court cards are many things, but two things really stand out to me. And if this resonates with you, I welcome you to apply it to your practice. First of all, um, I believe that the core cards are master level energies in the flow of the tarot. So the majors are kind of the, I like to call them the macrocosm. They're the really big, sweeping, powerful energies that sort of come in and shift and change us. They're like the spirals. Oh, well, really everything's a spiral, but spiral, but they're really opportunities that are we are asked to surrender to rather than do anything about the minors are the microcosm so they're the day-to-day -day. they're when we skin our knees fall in love like um create destroy experience difficulty and contraction like the earthly highs and lows that um that's why there are more of them because they have more to do with the day-to-day -day. the sacred day-to-day -day, but still the day-to-day now, the court cards you'll notice in most decks are not usually pushing anything. They're often seated, they're in repose, they're very clear, sometimes they're energetic um, bodies or balls of light or they're animals or they're just sort of like color um, or they're figures, you know, kind of courtly figures. So whatever you have on your deck, you'll probably notice that they're not going through the same shit that the beings in the court cards are, or I'm so sorry, that the beings in the minors are, because they're at a master level. They understand if we look at 
where we've come from and the juxtaposition like between the ace and the 10 and then to the page, there's a world of difference in education and knowledge and wisdom that I think gets implanted in us from ace to 10. And then when we leap over to the page, it's a completely different story. So master level energies are here to bring the qualities of the suit that they are in uh, connection with up to an advanced level. So there is nothing about a court card that is, or any part of the tarot that is wrong or bad or a problem. There's nothing about a court card that has to do with any kind of bad news. It's really that they are master energies. And when we receive one, we are really invited to step into their shoes as though we were embodying them and walk through the world doing as they do. Each one is bringing an invitation for us and to us to embody a part of them because they're all very high vibrational. We'll go through all of them <clears throat> over the next um, over the next uh, four months. We'll go through all of them so that it's really clear to you and you can really see in your own deck how that's true because once you see it, you can't unsee it. It's really powerful. So they're master level energies. They don't really skin knees. They don't um, get fucked up. They kind of just embody and experience and radiate. And that's part of um, even the movers, like the knights and the and some of the, uh, I'm thinking of um, one of the queens in the wild unknown. Like there can be movement, but there's usually not movement that results in tripping and falling as is so important in the minors. Like the tripping and falling is probably one of the most important parts of the minors. So having said that, the second thing that I will say about them is that, and this is controversial, this is bold, but I'm willing to defend my position in a moment. Uh, I don't believe that the court cards are ever other people. And there's a reason for that. The first is that, um, I mean, let me get clear. Can they be? Sure. Absolutely. They can be anything. I just don't think they are. <laughs> Which doesn't mean that if someone comes to me and says, like, I had the most powerful experience, like I was doing a reading of my father, like, that's amazing. And I would never think like, oh, that's not real. Of course, it's real. Absolutely. But they're mutable. But at the core of them, I don't believe that there are other people. And here is why. There's two reasons why I don't think the court cards are other people. The first is that ethically and, and with regard to integrity, I can't know it, which seems a little silly because this is tarot, it's interpretive, it's intuitive. It's also a really strong map and language for truth. And I don't know that a court card is another person. And if I don't know, I don't say it because that feels disrespectful to the client, to me. I don't know. I trust myself and trust my channel on everything I do with tarot, but tarot is part of what roots me to proof and truth. So if something comes through, I can usually track it in the cards somewhere, maybe not in a way that I could communicate to anyone. I cannot ever track that a court card is another person. And especially if I'm guessing or asking them like, oh, is there a man in your life, blah, blah, blah. Absolutely not. For me, 
for me. For you, that might be a really seasoned part of your practice. I have no disrespect toward that. It's not part of my flow. But if that is a part of your practice to kind of field with people and try to like kind of figure out, not in a manipulative way, but in a realistic way, in a practical way, who this person is, I encourage you to drop that bag. I encourage you to wait to to lighten your load <laughs> because they are always us. Even if we pull a knight or a king. The court cards, we are so quick. My second reason that the court cards are never other people is that we are so quick to give away our power in this world and in this life. So fucking quick that what sense would it make and rather what beautiful sense it would make for the court cards to be for us, whether they be man, woman, whatever, who gives a fuck? No, gender is so fluid anyway. It doesn't matter. We've been sold a bill of goods, you know, for years about that. Pages can be women. Pages can be men. Pages can be about complete non-identification with any kind of gender. It really doesn't have anything to do with it. It's the quality of them. It's the embodied energy of them. And when we attribute them, I believe, to other people, we miss the ma- we miss the magic. We miss the medicine and we miss the invitation we receive through them. Now, again, there's always shades of gray. If you have a really, again, very strong practice where your court cards really come through to you as people, that's fucking beautiful. So you roll with that. But for 99% of other people who have no fucking clue what to do with a court card, I like to start with that. Because that's how I behaved. I've never in my career has a court card come through to me as another person. And that's unique to me, perhaps. But um, I think it's worthy of mentioning when you begin your relationship with a court card so that it can be a blank slate for you so that you don't always have to associate it with this guy or this woman or this person so that it can be a fresh, beautiful energy. And so your mind is open and you are learning from the card, which is really what it is to read in a wild soul lineage. That's really what it is to read in the way that makes sense to me. Any book, any teacher, that's why I I offer these disclaimers because anything I could tell you about a card hopefully is as pure and as clean and as helpful as possible, but ultimately means nothing unless it resonates with you because tarot is interpretive and it comes through all different kinds of lenses. So I won't get on that. Everyone knows I've mentioned that many times, but (laughs) Um, yeah, they're not other people. They're you. They're for you. They're for us. And when we choose to begin to look at them that way, so much goodness can start to come through and a lot more clarity about what they're doing here. So having said that, let's dive in with the pages and sort of as we do, let's talk about double elementation. So one of the most um, helpful ways to begin to learn the court cards or to begin to see them from a different lens is to consider the idea of double elementing. So double elementation with the court cards means that the pages, knights, kings, and queens, sorry, out of order, pages, knights, queens, and kings, all have elements attributed to them. So again, 
This is a major disclaimer because pretty much anywhere you Google any book you look in, you're going to get something different. But for me and for our purposes today and for the next four months, pages are earth, knights are air, queens are water, kings are fire. I will back all of that up as I teach. But if you have a completely different treatment of them, just sub out what I have to say for what you have to say. It's cool. It's totally fine. Uh, some people really feel strongly like pages are fire and kings are earth. Whatever works for you. It's literally there's no wrong way to do it. But I'm gonna I'm gonna roll like this. Um, so when we're talking about double elemented, pages are earth. If we have page of wands, that means that we're working with earth for the page, fire for wands, double element. If we're working with page of pentacles, we're gonna be working with earth and earth. That's the idea. So the double element for every court card is probably one of the best ways you can start to understand what a court card energetically means or the language that it's communicating because to consider even just in the mind's eye what it is to be working with earth and fire and earth and water and earth and air, that it's really different and we can almost viscerally understand the energetic frequency of each chord card when we consider it that way. So it's a really cool part of learning and um, of considering them. And I, I highly encourage everyone to check in with that and sort of go on a little journey. And as we go through the chord cards over the months ahead, um, it's a really cool way to look at them. So having said that, let's talk about our pages. So Again, I'm only going to be communicating to everyone through what I know to be true. So it might be different from what you've learned about court cards or what, what you know. Um, the, oh, and by the way, before I get into that, one more thing. The double elementation is a part of the reason why the, the court cards are master level energies, why they're advanced. Because if you're taking a single and then you're shifting it into a double, there's more to gain. There's more complexity. Um, if we think about a dish or a recipe, it's sort of like elevating the recipe and enhancing the flavor. There's something really strong in the idea and in the energy of a core card as being kind of in alignment with all of that, that I think is really cool and I really like. So again, advanced kind of master level energy, part of that double elementation. So again, without further ado, pages. So pages are ruled by earth for me. Um, why? Why are pages ruled by earth? Why are the youngest of the court cards, why are the babies ruled by earth? I don't know if you've spent a lot of time with babies, but babies are pretty fucking earthly. Babies are pretty rooted in what's actually going on. We look to children a lot of the time in this life to remember what it is to be grounded, what it is to be present, what it is to be clear, and what it is to be a channel for truth. Because children are fucking honest, if not anything else. So there's a power to that. There's also a humility to the pages. There's a kind of, um, well, there's a, of course a youth, but there is a humility to them. All of them are learning something. And to me, that's extremely earthly. 
as we go forward, we're using the elements to kind of propel us into the energetics of the particular court card area. But the pages being relegated to earth really has to do with this energy of them being of earth, learning how to be here incarnate, which is all that young people do. Try to figure out the fuck to be here. I mean, adults too, but the energy of the pages have to do with that, have to do with that idea. Um, pages are not naive. They are not foolish. They are not full of youthful folly. That is how so many books describe them, and I hate it because it really has to do with, to me, that's of an issue with how we view the wisdom of youth as well. Like I think there's a lot of wisdom, of course, that comes from youth. And if we're, there's sort of some embedded, I think, um, lame energy in how court cards and especially pages are sometimes described. That's my little soapbox, but that's cool. Not everyone does that, but I'm bummed out when I see it. They're not naive. They're in some ways the wisest. All of them, if you look at your court cards, are asking questions. They're paying attention. They're learning how to take their specific, the specific element of their suit, wands, cups, swords, and pentacles, and they're learning how to work with it like masters. So if you look at, I would encourage anyone, to, it's just a practice I enjoy, to lay out every single one of your minors from ace to 10 and then just place your court cards, but just place your pages after your tens. So it's basically like um, four big lines of 10 with pages only after your 10. Uh, so you're looking at 44 cards, 11 in each pile. Um, you will see especially if you work with the rider, that we have to go through this huge lesson about how to work with the element itself. And the page is usually doing something completely different with it. He's usually trying to work with the element that we've been struggling with because of what the ego wanted in a way that's very soulful. So the way that we embody the court cards and especially the pages is by checking in with the inner child. A page has everything to do with the wisdom of the inner child and of the earthliness and the wisdom and the willingness to be connected here in a way that's very muddy, in a beautiful way, very rooted, very fresh. Springtime. That's how the pages feel. They, that's what they are. It's like they're the energy of spring, which is really beautiful. So when we consider this idea, we're going to take each one, one by one, and I'll talk about different ways to begin to embody and try to check them out energetically. And if you can think of another way to do it, I highly recommend you do so. So why don't we start with the page of wands? So you can maybe draw that up in your mind's eye or you can check out. Uh, another thing that I guess I'll share is like we're talking about the court cards in a deckless way, which means that um, we're not attributing anything to any deck. I'll kind of lean on rider theory, but... I encourage everyone to sort of take what I'm mentioning and plug it into your deck and see how it all resonates. Um, so having said that, let's start with Page of Cups. So Page of Cups is earth and water. What do we think of when we get earth and water? We think of mud, right? 
We think of spring, we think of wet earth, we think of creation, we think of birth. And in many ways, that's what Page of Cups is about. Um, when we look at the Page of Cups, a lot of the time we're going to see some festiveness, an outfit that looks really cute, or we're going to see some purity in the mother piece. It's a person bathing uh, in the rider weight. It's a little, um, you know, it's a, a, a young boy who is um, referring and kind of relating to a fish in a cup. So when we think about this idea of fish in a cup, and the little fish poking out and kind of making contact with the little boy, what we're working with here is the idea of being able to communicate with an animal, being able to have a conversation or an engagement with an animal in some way that is not of earthly conversation. So immediately, especially when we look at the writer, we are, which is a good mile marker to go on, even though many decks have elevated it from there, but I'll start with that. We're working with this idea of play, of imagination, of children's play, of zoning out and taking our time and listening and speaking in a way that not everybody can understand, which is beautiful, accessing magic. And when we think about the idea of elevating water, because Page of Cups is water, um, earth and water, but water for the cups... Um, the dude in the cup suit has no fucking time to do any of this. He's too busy chasing his love. He's too busy making, trying to make contact with finding, um, finding someone to be in sacred partnership with. He has no fucking time or desire to be playing like the Page of Cups does. So how we can embody Page of Cups when it comes up for us in a reading is play. And as someone, a fucking red-blooded, mid-30s gal from Brooklyn can attest to, play is really hard. As a survivor of trauma, play is really hard. Play is hard for every adult. It is. It's just difficult. Um, some people are better at it than others. If you are living in a way where it's all work, it's all drudge, it's all just hustle and bullshit you will get this card a lot to help remind you of how you were when you were a child and maybe not even an earthly child but how your inner child would like to play so embodiment of the page of cups can come when we record our dreams when we do a ritual with ourselves and drop in and talk to a guide or a deity or an angel or a, or a goddess um, in a way that a child would, just with total purity and curiosity. Sorry about the sirens. Again, it's Brooklyn. Uh, coloring in a coloring book, taking a really beautiful tripped out bath, going skydiving even, which doesn't seem to have a big correlation with like talking to animals, but there is a connection there between adventure and play. And although Page of Cups is not too, too much, I don't think of adventure with him, maybe for you that's play. Maybe you get your best ideas from activity. If that's the case, that's great. But I would encourage, I kind of strike skydiving from the record, or maybe not, I'm not sure, but it's more slow with this card. So we want to really look at 
How can I embody this energy with my action? So coloring, bath, channeling, tarot cards, connection with dog or cat, you know, playing. Play and imagination is what this card is all about. And the reversal usually has to do with us being blocked from that. It usually has to do with us being, feeling like we can't quite connect. So we need the energy more than ever. So hopefully that makes sense to everybody. Now let's go into, I think, page of, maybe page of wands. So again, wands, the being and the archetype in the wand suit has been hustling his balls off to be successful or her balls off or whatever deck you have. Um, it could be really different in your deck. It's different in mine. It's totally different in the mother piece, but it has to do with working with enormous creative energy, working with creative energy in a way that could burn us out in the mother piece, but we manage to keep centered. So having said that, the beauty of the page of wands is that the wands is maturing that fire. The wands is adding a little pause and a breath to that fire. So with the page of wands, you will often see a being who is moving forward or taking a moment before they move forward so they can be clear on their direction, so they can bring some earth to their direction. Um, the Page of Wands is all about, is earth and fire, is all about taking a breath and a sacred pause before whew, we leap forward into something new. That is all about that card. Now, the breath and the pause has been gained by education and example. We've learned in the wands that we get burned when we rush or when we hustle or when we, you know, we can get burned out. So when we are in the energy such as this of like, who I'm ready to leap forward into something, but I really want to make sure the past is completely done before I do that. How we can embody this energy if we pull it in a reading is to pause and is to be very clear about if we are in the midst of leaping forward when we pull page of wands, how can we release energetically or practically anything that ties us to an old past line of energy that we're no longer meant to travel forward with? Usually this is very clear if we're pulling page of wands. So what I like to do sometimes is cord cutting. I like to write letters and burn them. I like to be very clear about, um, sometimes it's more mental, so I like to be very clear sometimes about how and where my brain or my energy or kind of like my ego is trying to kind of um, slither backward <laughs> in with love, but kind of slither backward into um, an old way of being or considering. And um, when we do that, we can kind of see like this is the juxtaposition between where I'm leaving and what I'm going into. So with Page of Wands, that kind of um, effervescence, like he's all about moving forward, but in a pure way, in a clear way, in a way where he will never have to go back and learn a lesson again. He's really very clear about whew, the direction. But part of that comes from the bounce in the knees and the rooting of the feet before 
we take the leap. So what you want to ask yourself when we embody this card, what is our practice before we say yes to something? Is there a breath before we agree? Is there a moment to check in? That's more of a lifetime thing. That's how Page of Wands can become a teacher for, for life, is if we're thinking about the idea, like what's my relationship of earth and fire in my decision making and in my action taking. So that's how we want to embody him. There's less to quote unquote do than with Page of Cups and more of a lifestyle to begin to adopt for me. And then the reversal is often that, um, I'll tell you for myself, when I give readings, I think that Page of Wands reversed a lot of the time has to do with my having leapt into something. So I take the leap or I'm ready to take a leap and I'm really scared. Um, and I don't think it's the right time, but it usually is the right time. <laughs> um, so we can really look at that and connect with this idea of um, willingness to check in with what we're believing versus what's happening. And that's really kind of what this card is about, especially when reversed. So embodiment, developing a relationship with sacred pausing before the leap. Page of Swords. So Page of Swords is one of my favorite cards in the deck. It's always a very welcome sight when I see it. Page of Swords is the archetype of the young hero. Page of Swords is like Hercules. It's Aladdin. It's anything in it. In, in literature, in a Disney movie, in, in any media where the hero, the hero has a sword that's like a little bit too big for him to carry comfortably. <laughs> it's a little heavy, but they have all the heart in the world. That's Page of Swords to me. Um, that's how it feels vibrationally. That's the, those are the words that it tells me. Um, it's how I see it in readings, both for myself and for others. There's something really pure and really beautiful and really. Um, there's so much gumption in this card. So page of swords is earth and air. So we're grounding movement in this card. You might think, well, similar to page of wands, not quite true. Page of wands is about grounding passion. So although we might be leaping forward, we can leap forward in page of wands and not go anywhere. Page of swords is about intellectual communicative movement. It's about rooting and maturing and grounding the movement, what we want to say, what we want to communicate. It's about seasoning the teacher in us. So a lot of the time, Page of Swords has really big, big, big dreams. He wants to begin. He's ready to step into a place in his life where he is um, teaching where he's sharing, where he wants to share his knowledge. One of the most striking and beautiful things about the Page of Swords and the Rider, in the Smith Rider, is that the sword suit, all that anxiety and all that terror with the swords completely melts away with him. It's one of the first times we see someone holding a sword with respect. He's not holding it correctly in the Page of Swords, but he's still honoring, he's working with nature. We're changing the way that we're relating to the mind. That's what we're doing with Page of Swords. So a lot of the time when we pull this card, we could be ready. 
We could want to step out into the world, kind of take the world on. We want to share our message, share our dreams, share what we're doing with our lives. We want to be of service. We want to use our voice and our mind for good. That's what's going on in this card. What may come up when we receive it is this feeling of really pure gumption. Again, just pure like chutzpah and desire and hope and uh, fear. And this feeling of, of being very green. This feeling of being like, whoa. Remember when I first quit my babysitting job four years ago and like went into this work. Um, I remember that was one of the first cards I got, like literally day two of being self-employed. I remember pulling this card or having this card pulled for me actually by Jeff Henshaw. And he was just like, yeah, man, like this is, that's it. Like is a new, it's a new path. It's a new road. And, um, I see like all of the passion and desire that you want to bring to, to that. So, um, with the Page of Swords, how we embody this card is by touching hope, touching excitement, touching that place in us that has so much excitement and so much hope for how we're going to expand in what we want to do in this world. And I also think that Page of Swords is really about letting the voice start to be heard. When we get to the King of Swords, that's about literally being a voice for, for a generation because the kings are all about leadership. They're all about working with the intensity of fire to begin to, to um, bow to and master what might be the most difficult of elements. The page is all about cultivating hope like you know, I have something to share and I'm respecting the mind enough to be able to do it. The page of swords is also about trusting that your mind is strong and sturdy enough to get you to where you want to be. It's, it's really a it's really a symbol that we're not stuck where we used to be. So how we embody that is by trusting it, A, and B, letting our voices be heard. What do you want to share? What do you want to say? What do you want to speak on? Do you want to take a leap into doing your own podcast? Do you want to take a leap into doing a blog? You might not be perfect at it. Who gives a fuck? Just try your best. That's what that card is all about. And really keeping that hope alive and, and nurturing that hope. And the reversal is often like doubt. It's just pure doubt. It's like we have, we have all these dreams. Will they ever happen? Will, will we be able to do what we want? All that stuff that's completely understandable and really... Um, I think completely expected when we start to go into page of cups or whoa page of swords territory there it's very easy to to feel doubt and um really the best way to go about that is to sort of scoop yourself up energetically and just say like hey you know um little me like we'll be able to do whatever we want this is going to be great and you can feel all the doubt you want but uh, it's going to be great. Usually page of swords reversed is not actual evidence that you can't do what you want. It's just fear that it won't work out. And then finally, we have page of pentacles. So we have earth, earth. Page of pentacles I saved for last because he's the deepest of the, he's the deepest of the pages. Page of pentacles is asking the deepest questions. He's the seeker. 
He's the one who literally wants to know why he incarnated. Why is he here? Why did he come here? Page of Pentacles is that child that you may be the mother or father to or that you may know who asks questions that you're like, whoa, like what happens after I die? Where was I before you gave birth to me? All that good stuff and beautiful stuff. Um, we may be coming up on a really loud siren, but I'm just going to keep going. <laughs> I don't care. So um, just preparing everybody. So Page of Pentacles is really about cultivating and developing that depth is really about honoring that we made it through the siren guys i'm just too lazy to edit this right now i'm like on a roll so page of pentacles is about us going on a walkabout going on a journey whether realistically in the world or within ourselves where we are asking who am i really what am I really here to do? Who am I really here to be of service to? And what is my purpose? We're asking those really deep questions. I have found that when Page of Pentacles comes into a reading for me, even though I may pull other cards like weeks later, months later, um, Page of Pentacles stays. It's like, it's like a year that you'll really find yourself being kind of in the frequency of this card, um, which I think is really beautiful. But having said that, there's a real loveliness to this idea that we can go on this journey and not leave our home or leave our home. So it's all about double earth. We're going as deep into the earth, into the mud, into the dirt that we can possibly go. And that's beautiful you know, but how we embody this is to get quiet. How we embody this is to actually ask those questions, to go outside, to look at the sky, to feel the grass underneath you, to give yourself the kind of space and time to just be, be with a capital B, like B-E, like to just be, to exist, to experience and to seek and search there's a beautiful balance with this card when we want to embody Page of Pentacles between like being and deeply asking questions. There are moments when this card asks and asks and asks and there are times when it listens. So it's really important to build in time for those questions, but especially for the deep listening. So I hope that that resonates with everyone. There's a lot of depth to it. Some people like to embody this card, like need to go to certain places in the world. They need to go to the land. Um, I'm like that. Like, there are, I mean, anyone can do anything anywhere. That's sort of a privileged idea that you um, like have to go to the land. You don't have to do anything. You can go to Sedona in the rocking chair in your living room. Like you can go anywhere. Um, I don't always travel to the land <laughs> that calls me um, because like, you know, I'm, a, I'm like not rich, but there is, um, I'm always called to, I don't always do it, but I always desire to do it. I'm really big into that feeling that I'm on land that feels really powerful and really potent to me. Um, you may be that way though. You really may be in a position to say like, you know, I, I gotta go. Um, 
or you may save up for, you may dream it, or you may not be that person, you know, where you travel to might be your local park. And that's amazing wherever. But I do think page of pentacles is very, very, um, hinged on outdoor time, which is, um, it's very hard to step away from ourselves when we're outside. So there's just that little piece to it. And then the reversal of page of pentacles, I think is a little bit less, uh, it's a little bit more complex than the others. It's sort of like we're seeking, but we're not sure what it is we're hearing or we're hearing, but we're not sure what it is it means. And we're sort of doing the page of pentacles work when we get it reversed. It's just not always, it doesn't always make sense. That's what I find. Or we may be pushing too hard or not enough at all. Like another way that page of pentacles can come up for us is if we are seeking and searching or we're being invited to go on a journey and we're just not doing it because we're telling ourselves like, oh, I'm too busy. Like I can't. So whatever that means to you, um, it's just an, it's kind of like we're getting clicked into place with that. So that's sort of how to begin to embody this idea of the page of pentacles. It's like to get in touch with the seeker in us. So what I would like for you to do after this episode is over, because I'm going to end it in just a moment, is when you're able, pull your four court cards out, shuffle them, and just pull one and ask, like, what page am I going through right now? Like, where am I right now with my journey um, with the pages? Like, what page is really calling me, is really working through me? What page wants me to embody it? And, um, if you get a reversal, just flip it right side up for these purposes and just see like what pure page really wants to come through. And then take what I've said and apply it to your deck. Take what, you know, see, like, are you working with an all animal deck where they all look exactly the same and there's absolutely no defining characteristics? Then spend some deep time with that. Look at it. Let it kind of wash over you, absorb the medicine and see how it feels to apply these, um, these ideas and these invitations to embody with your card, because you can do that embodiment and receive something totally different from what I've said, which is why court cards are so great because they're so able to be, um, looked at in all kinds of different ways. So I encourage you to, to do that and to check that out and, that's all I got for you today on our wild soul lesson. And next week we will dive into the nights. So until then, have a beautiful new moon. Take care of yourselves and I'll talk to you next week. Bye.